The Bible Study Podcast, episode 294. Today, the Bible Study Podcast wraps up a study on faith. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, I want to wrap up the study on faith. I can imagine that there is still more to say about faith, but I couldn't think of anything. So we'll move on to something else yet unknown next week. But before we do that, I wanted to talk a little bit about faith and how we treat faith. Because I had a conversation, for instance, last night when I was at Juvenile Hall doing a Bible study there, where someone new came to the group. And it was one of these kids who's in Juvenile Hall because he committed some crime, wants to get out. He really is praying to get out and really hoping for not so much prayer and a relationship with God, but magic. You know, if I pray, can I get out? And in the course of that conversation, we talked about faith. And as he talked about faith, it occurs to me that he was talking about faith as if it were the goal. And what I want to look at today is I want to look at faith as not the end of a journey, but the start of a journey. And to do that, we're going to look at some verses from Second Peter, first chapter. Starting in chapter 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Okay, this is going to be one of those sets of verses we're going to have to unpack a little carefully here. So clearly he's talking about God. He just referenced Jesus in the previous paragraph. So his divine power, God, Jesus, has given us everything we need for a godly life. Okay? So one of the things that we see here is that Peter, as he looks at our faith, as he looks at our relationship with God, is probably a better way to say it, as he looks at being a Christian, he is thinking not of just our faith, not of just of what we believe, but he is already looking towards something else. He's looking at a godly life. And when we talk about a godly life, we're talking about a life of someone who is like God. As God is, that person is like them. We'll unpack what that means in the next paragraph. But he says, we've given everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him who called us. So through knowing Jesus, So Peter says that we've been called by his glory and his goodness. So he's looking at Jesus and saying, everything we're going to be talking about now is enabled by the goodness and the glory of Jesus. Through what Jesus did, through who Jesus is. Through these, through his goodness and glory, he has given us very great and precious promises. Okay? Now, when we talk about promises, what's a promise? A promise is something that is not yet fulfilled, right? You don't need to promise it if it's happened already. Something in the future and something that somebody is guaranteeing you. Somebody who is saying, I stake my reputation on it. I stake my life on it. Somebody who is saying, you're going to get this. You're going to be this. This is going to happen. So through these, his goodness and glory, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate. Now, that's an interesting verb, but when we look at faith, I want us to, again, move away from the word belief, not because belief is bad, but because belief is the start of a journey. And think about verbs like participate, participate in the divine nature of God. 
He's talking about a relationship with God where somehow we are participating in something with God, having escaped from the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Colossians says you were rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the son he loves. Peter here says we've escaped from the world and been brought into participation in his divine nature. Okay, something different than just I believe in God. It's now a participation with God, a participation in whatever God is doing. And then the next set of verses is where I really wanted to get to, but we had to get over that preface here. But Peter then says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to add to goodness knowledge and to add to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Okay, so Peter lays out a roadmap for us where faith is the start of a journey. And you'll notice that where that journey ended was love. And I think there's a reason for that. If you think about someone whose entire being, whose actions are defined by love, understand why the Bible says against such there is no law. That if someone is all about love, then by default, they're going to tend to do the right things. They're not going to tend to do the selfish things. They're going to tend to be thinking of others. And so that as we move here from just belief, from faith, up to love, what we are doing is we are maturing in our faith. We are maturing in our Christian walk. We are maturing as a Christian. So, But he defines this to add to your faith goodness. Faith says, I believe in God. I believe that what God has said is true. I believe those promises that we talked about are true. Goodness says, I've changed. Goodness says, I'm coming out of a corrupt world caused by evil desires, and I'm being less evil. I'm being less corrupted by that evil. I'm getting, as Peter said, in increasing measure, I'm getting good. Good, like God. The belief that I have is is changing me, right? If you have faith, but you don't have goodness, it means you haven't put it into practice, right? Think about James as he talks about, you say you have faith and I say you have works. He's saying somewhat of the same thing that Peter is. He's saying, well, start with faith, start with belief, but then be good, do good things. Start with what you believe that God did and then change because of that. And then he says, to that add knowledge. And that's interesting because he's not saying that you have to understand everything first. He's saying with what you understand, try and do it, but also try and learn more. And that's one of the reasons I hope you're listening to this. It's certainly one of the reasons actually that I do this. It forces me to learn something every week. Nothing forces me to learn quite like teaching because I have to think about how to express things more clearly, and so I have to refine them more in my head. So 
to your faith, add goodness, to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. Again, we're talking about maturing in our faith. If you think about self-control, think about the maturing of a child. You don't expect a two-year-old to have much self-control, but you do expect a 16-year-old or a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old. You expect someone to learn to control their emotions, to learn to control their actions. And in the same way, Peter is saying, as you mature, we expect you to be able to make decisions and abide by them, to control yourself, to add to your self-control perseverance. And he's saying, when you really get mature, you're going to find that you're pushing up against something and it's going to get harder because you're not just trying to stand in one place. Because remember, he says later on to keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. What Peter is saying is you are called to be, I am called to be effective and productive. To me, the way I would define effective and productive is something that can cause change. We are thrown out into the pool where we find ourselves to cause ripples. We are intended to change the situation that we find ourselves in, to be effective, to be productive. And so perseverance is one of those things that we need to continue to have as we gain maturity to push ahead when there is resistance. And to our perseverance, godliness. And so as we get more mature, we become more like God, who is active and alive and working in this world as well. And then it's interesting that it says, and to that add mutual affection and to that add love. Love is hard to do. To really live a life that is centered around love for others, he's saying, is something that takes some maturing to do. And I think particularly if it's a love that is not just for him and not just for her, but don't make me love him or her. I think that's the kind of maturing that he's talking about. Something that looks at people graciously the way God looks at people with love, despite the fact that they annoy us, despite the fact that they fall short, despite the fact that we annoy ourselves or fall short. That is part of this maturing from faith to love. Whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting they have been cleansed from their past sins. We are called to move on from faith. We're called to believe, but there's more than that. And then Peter goes on to close with this. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. One good way to get the Bible Study Podcast every week, if you haven't subscribed, is to subscribe or to get the iTunes app. And as always, thanks so much for listening. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life I, I, I.
been struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend. In my new podcast, Billy and the Goat, I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.